Hi, my name is Jim Jansen. I'm a coach with the Parish Support Team, and I'm here to help you overcome obstacles to mission. Today, I'm going to teach you how to set a real-time agenda. So, have you ever had the experience of going to a meeting, having good discussion, getting through all the agenda items, only to discover that you didn't actually talk about the most important topics? Well, I want to talk to you today about setting a real-time agenda to help ensure that that doesn't happen. You see, making the shift towards becoming a missional community, whether that's in a parish or a youth ministry, often means taking steps into the unknown. It means opening ourselves to new things that God desires for us, and it involves changing our habits, our processes, and even our expectation of what's possible. It's those habits and processes for a team that works together to accomplish goals that we're going to talk about today. See, many of us are familiar with meetings where the leader is expected to develop an agenda. They're expected to communicate it ahead of time to participants, and then the leader is expected to facilitate the meetings. Members prepare their own thoughts in advance, and they come ready to discuss those predetermined topics. Well, that type of format works great for groups that only meet on a monthly or a quarterly basis. Groups like advisory boards, pastoral councils, finance councils, groups that have a particular role to offer counsel or advice. That format also works great for teams that work together on a regular basis for special meetings on particular topics or for a team offsite. But for teams that meet weekly with a responsibility to execute together on specific goals, a much more dynamic and flexible process is needed for setting agendas. Setting a real-time agenda is a fabulous tool for helping teams find the flexible, dynamic process they need to talk about the most important things that week. But it only works for a team with concrete goals. This format provides a way to foster the participation of all the members and is one that helps ensure that the most important insights and questions are brought to the rest of the team for their insights and help. That's the power of setting a real-time agenda. I'm going to walk you through how to set a real-time agenda using a youth ministry team as an example. Step number one, begin with prayer and a lightning round. Every good team working in ministry needs to do more than just give lip service to prayer. So beginning with 10 full minutes of Lexio Divina on the gospel of the day, or perhaps a signature passage, is a great way to begin by first listening to the Lord. What is he saying to this group gathered together that comes to serve him in a particular way? In our youth ministry example, they love to go to the passage in 1 Timothy, where Paul exhorts Timothy to not be ashamed of his youth, but to let his faith be an example and an inspiration to others. That's what this youth ministry team grabs onto because it symbolizes for them what they desire for their young people. So they pray with it often. Next, you want to do a lightning round where each member gets to go around for 90 seconds and talk about the three most important things they're working on that week as it relates to their team goal. This often surfaces conversations that will be added to the agenda later. So you want to have a notepad handy as your teammates are telling you what they're working on for this week. Step number two, review the vision the tasks, and the goals. First, the vision. Patrick Lencioni says that it's important for groups to have clarity about why they exist, 
What is the vision for our team? What's the vision for this group? Why do we work together? So at the beginning of every meeting, as soon as they're done with prayer and their lightning round, our fictional youth ministry team, they begin by stating their vision. We exist to form teens of our parish as vibrant ambassadors for Christ. Next, they talk about goals. What's most important right now? In this youth ministry team, what's most important for them right now is to fill the bus for their big conversion conference. Next, they begin to review the tasks that were assigned at the end of last meeting. For example, Peter was supposed to check on the bus contract, Angie was going to recruit a few more adults, and Bill was going to confirm the insurance. As they review the notes, they recognize that Peter ran into a problem. He can't sign a contract that's cost that much, and he realizes he needs to catch the pastor who happens to be out of town in order to get the contract signed. So as Peter goes around and gives an update on the tasks, there's immediately a problem to be solved, which gets added to the agenda. Step number three, after you've begun with prayer and let each member go around in a lightning round, after you've reviewed the vision and the tasks and the goals, then you do a topic round robin. Each member goes around and gets an opportunity to suggest a few of the topics for discussion. Now, at this point, it's very important for members to repeat items that they want to talk about, even if it's already been suggested by another member. It's a gift to the leader to recognize that multiple members of the group want to talk about the same topic. So in our fictional team here, Peter, we know from the lightning round check-in, Uh, As he went through, we know that he needs Father Dave to sign the contract, and there's a problem to be solved here because Father Dave is on vacation. Angie wants to discuss the t-shirt design, and everyone wants to discuss the lunch plans because they're not sure how that's going to work when they get to the conference. Step number four, sort. After the team has begun with prayer, after they've reviewed the vision and tasks and goals, after you've done a topic round robin, Then the leader begins to sort the topics for the meeting this day. So the leader will guide the group to select anywhere from three to five topics to discuss with some updates at the end. In a typical hour-long meeting, you can really only talk about three to five topics well. So it's important that the leader helps the group winnow out the particular topics that have been proposed and sort them into one of three categories. The first category is those that are going to be discussed. These are the conversations, the problems that are going to be solved, driving for a very concrete and specific decision. The second category is the defer bucket. Some of the topics that are suggested need to be deferred to next week's meeting. Some of them need to be deferred for a strategic conversation that's scheduled later. These are particularly helpful for topics that are going to require more reflection, maybe more research, and more time to discuss. Typically, a discussion item in a weekly tactical meeting will only have between 10 to 15 minutes, 20 minutes at the most, and some topics just take a little bit more to discuss. Finally, there's a few topics that should be put in the update category. These are 60-second info sharings, and it's strictly about sharing info. People can ask questions for clarity, but you're not trying to make a decision and you're not trying to have a discussion. You're just trying to share information in a manner that's more efficient than email or a chat. Finally, step number five, always leave room at least five minutes to
to review action items at the end. If you need to, set an alarm. At the end of every meeting, there should be at least five minutes to review the actions and decisions that have been made. And there's a very helpful mantra. Who does what by when and how will we follow up? Again, who does what by when and how will we follow up? Make sure to leave time at the end of every meeting to review those action steps. So again, your steps to setting a real-time agenda are number one, begin with prayer and a lightning round. Two, review the vision, tasks, and goals. What's most important to the group right now and what did we leave off from last meeting? Three, do a topic round robin, letting each member of the group suggest topics for discussion. Number four, the group sorts through and decides which topics to discuss, which topics to defer, and which go in a quick update section of the meeting. And finally, you always leave room to review the action items at the end, asking who does what by when and how will we follow up. Here's some pro tips. If this new meeting format is going to work, participants have to be orientated. They need to understand their role in the meeting format. Different than other meeting formats, all participants are taking mental or written notes throughout the week and are coming with topics for the group discussion. The goal of the meeting isn't just information sharing, it's problem solving. We're trying to solve real problems so we can move forward with the goals for that week. If a strategic topic comes up, that can be moved to other meetings. On that note, don't be afraid to defer a topic in the middle of a meeting. It's not uncommon to stumble into a strategic question as you're in the middle of a meeting. That's actually a sign that you're doing something well. If in the middle of a discussion on how you're going to fill the bus for the conference, if some members of the group are asking the question, how do we know if this conference is really making a difference? Or how do we get the adults more engaged in the lives of our young people? That's a fantastic question, but it's one that should be deferred to another meeting where you have time and space to think and reflect, maybe even research ahead of that conversation. Another pro tip, if this is going to work, the group has to have clarity about the goals that are most important for the team for this particular season. Again, in this case for our youth ministry, their most important goal for the next couple months is to fill the bus. All of the work they're doing is in some ways pointing towards filling the bus up so they can bring as many young people as possible to the conversion retreat. Finally, you gotta remember that the best agendas don't actually lead to action if there's not clear owners. Always be sure to reserve time at the end to clarify who does what, by when, and how you're going to follow up. If you do that at the end of every meeting and revisit those tasks at the beginning of meetings, they quickly begin to create a culture of execution and of prompt and deliberate action on the topics discussed in the meetings. If you get stuck, you can reach me at jmjansen at archomaha.org. Again, that's jmjansen, J-A-N-S-E-N, at archomaha.org. Or give me a call, 402-558-3100. 402-558-3100. Myself and all the other members of the parish support team are here to help you overcome obstacles to mission. Give us a call. It's an honor for us to help you take your ministry and your parish to the next level. 
Oh yeah, I mean, I always love meetings that I'm a part of. People ask me, how'd the meeting go? I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, I had fun. Yeah, I pretty much can't think without a whiteboard. It's kind of like, well, it's not a crutch. It's kind of like an addiction. I just really like whiteboards. Whiteboards.